Hey, welcome to Westside Church Podcast. We're so glad you've joined us today. Here at Westside, we're all about equipping believers to succeed in life and mature in Christ as they reach, win, and disciple others. In just a moment, you're going to hear an encouraging message. But before we get into it, if we can serve you in any way by helping you grow in your walk with God, we want to connect with you at wcspokane.com slash connect. Fill that out and someone from our team will reach out to you. Now let's get ready to study the word together. John chapter 10, are you there? We're going to John 10, we're going to Romans 8, we're going to Psalms, we're going to John 16. So if you want to put your fingers in all those places, we call that getting in the word right there. Getting in the word. Thank you, Lord. John chapter 10, verse 27. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. This is where we're camped out for a few weeks. That, our sh- that we are his sheep, he is our shepherd, we hear his voice, and because of that, we follow him. Amen? So say this with me. I'm his sheep. I'm his sheep. Jesus, is Jesus is my shepherd. I hear his voice. I hear his voice. Now, you could say that every day, and it'd do you good. Because it's, it's, a, it's a word for you in your heart that you need to be able to know understand and believe with everything that's in you that you can hear the voice of God. Is he speaking? Come on, that's weak. Is he speaking? He's speaking all the time, isn't he? It's our job to tune in. It's our job to listen. It's our job to get quiet and hear from God. Amen. And so he told us that we're his sheep and he's our shepherd and that we'll know his voice. So it's not hard to hear from God. It is not hard. It is not hard It is not hard to hear from God. We just got to tune in. Amen? Thank you, Lord. You know how to tune your radio? Come on now. We're doing the same thing. Spiritually speaking, we're doing the same thing. We're dialing in. We're tuning in. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 23. The Lord is my what? He's my shepherd and I shall not want. That means lack for any good thing. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen? He, uh, he, what does he do? He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He, he guides me, what, in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Is that true? And then, and then what, he also, he restores my soul, right? Yeah. Right? And then he leads us in, yea, though I walk in the shadow or in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. How did we get there? How did we get there? We're following Jesus, amen? Yeah. He brought us to green pastures and still waters. He restored our soul. And now he's leading us, everybody say through. Through, through the valley of the shadow of death. And we fear no evil because his rod and his staff, they comfort us. He's our shepherd. He's our leader. He's got weapons to keep back the wolves, and he's got the the shepherd's staff to keep us close. Amen? So we're going through. We're going through. Everybody say, we're going through. through. Amen. Through the valley of the shadow of death. And, And his rod and his staff, they comfort me. What does it say next? It says this, that he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. How did we get to this table where we're gonna feast with our enemies all around wishing we weren't feasting? How did we get there? We were following who? We're following Jesus, amen? He, he can lead us to places of feasting, of feasting when our enemies are around us that wish us harm. Here we are, comfortable, cool, calm, collected, and fed. Glory to God. It's almost lunchtime. Everybody say, we're fed, we're fed. Thank you, Jesus. We're fed and our enemies are watching us who wish us harm, and here we are, just we're just cutting in, right? We got the brisket, we got the ribs, come on, I'm sorry for the vegetarians, we got your onions and your peppers, 
in your eggs, right? We're, we're, we're feasting when our enemies can't even touch us because Jesus led us there. Come on, that's how you get through the valley of the shadow of death and you get to this awesome table in the presence of your enemies. And when you're there, he's anointing your head with oil and your cup's running over. And we got there because we were following Jesus, amen? And because we knew his voice. Is that true or not? Come on, we got to believe this. We got to talk about this. We got to think about this. We got to meditate on this, that we know his voice. And a stranger's voice, we won't follow. Amen? Thank you, Lord. And, and then we'll be where? We'll be in the house of the Lord forever and ever and ever. True? True? Thank you, Jesus. Romans 8, 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Say, that's me. That's me. Isn't it true? Come on, if we're led by the Spirit of God, we're the sons, we're the daughters of God. Right. We talked about last week, we're not led by the school of hard knocks. We are not led like the world is led. The world t- tells you, just launch out there, and if you fail, that's good. You can learn from it and grow from there. They tell you, you can't learn anything unless you fail first. That's not what my Bible preaches. Come on now, there's a better way to learn than from failing and making your own mistakes. Now, we have all made our own mistakes, and thank God we learned something from them, right? Don't keep repeating the same stuff that was getting you in trouble, amen? But there's a better way. You can learn from the Word of God and follow the shepherd and not get stuck in the valley of the shadow of death, and then you can learn from other people's mistakes, right? It's way better. We teach our kids that, isn't it? Your kids do not have to go off the rails when they come out of high school and college. They don't have to do that. They, they can learn at a young age, you know, it's, it, it's better to follow God. I mean, let's learn from aunties and uncles and cousins and brothers. And let's learn from the people that, that wanted to learn the hard way. Let's learn from that. And let's, let's just not go the hard way. Are you guys okay with this? I mean, we got to tell our kids this because the world's telling them, hey, launch out there and just, just try it all, right? That, that's not a good plan. It's a bad idea, right? I mean, it it does not bring help and hope and comfort when you try it all. God's way brings a a whole lot of help and hope and comfort. Amen? Not that you're without fault or without mistake, but come on, let's follow Jesus because he's not leading us into those places. He's leading us through some things. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. (laughs) We saw last week that Elijah was complaining to God because he was the only one left. God, there's nobody left. I'm the only one that loves you. And he's like, that's not true. There's thousands. I got it figured out. And then God shows up. He was going to talk to, he's going to talk to Elijah. And there was an earthquake. And the Bible says God wasn't in the earthquake. And then there was a strong wind and God wasn't in the wind. And then there was a fire and God wasn't in the fire. And then there was a still small voice. And that was God speaking to Elijah. We got to get to the place where we understand God is not teaching us to follow him through the school of hard knocks. He's not causing disasters and earthquakes and hurricanes and tornadoes and destruction in your life. He is not the thief. He is not the destroyer. God is not the killer. That's the enemy. Is everybody okay with this? We got to get this real, real clear in our hearts because God is not bringing hurricanes into America to teach us something. The earth groans with anticipation for the redemption of the sons of God. There are consequences to sin that happen 
in our lives and in our country for making bad choices and electing bad leaders with bad policies that bring consequences. But it's not God bringing us headaches and disaster and destruction. He's not the God of that. He's the God of life. He's the God of restoration and reconciliation. That's what he's in the business of. And he uses us to do that. So we got to stop siding with the insurance company when bad things happen and saying, there's an act of God. When somebody's house got ripped off the foundation, that is not God. He's a builder and a creator, not a destroyer. Let's put credit where credit is due. Amen? Everybody okay with that? So he wants to lead us. Psalm 32 tells us, don't be like a horse and a mule. Come on now. We've all been mules. Everybody that's been a mule, come on now. Help me out. Hard to move. Stubborn. Dragging your heels. Sitting down in the middle of the road. Come on now. He said, don't be a mule. Don't be a hard-headed horse. Be easy to guide. Easy to lead. Amen? Ears quick to hear. Quick to obey. Yes? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, John 14. Let's go to John 14. Well, I can just recap last week. It's just so good. God's just helping us. Let's get, let's get moving. Can we do that? John 14. He is faithful. Thank you, Lord. We're going to start in 16. This is Jesus talking, red letters. He says this, And I will pray or ask the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and he will be in you. The world has no idea they can be led by the spirit of God. They have no idea how to hear the voice of God. No clue. They think it's weird. The only thing the Holy Spirit's doing in the earth for the unbelieving is to draw them to repentance. And God is merciful and gracious and he has saved sinners from death to get them to a place where they will yield to Jesus and say yes to him. But that's the work of the Holy Spirit to the unsaved in the earth. But for us, he lives on the inside and he's speaking all the time, trying to guide us and direct us and lead us and, and, and make us to help us to follow him so that we can avoid pinballing through life. You guys know what I mean when I say that? Have you ever played pinball? I mean, sometimes you can hit the ball up there and it'll... Whack! Right? I mean, you just, you're just getting bumped all over the place. And you're like, God, why are you running the score up on me right now? This is hard. And it's not God at all. He's not teaching you by pinballing you around. He's trying to get you to calm down for two seconds, get quiet, and listen so he can direct you. Amen? I mean, he's trying to help us all the time. And yet we just want to play pinball and then blame it on God. Come on now. Amen. Amen. (laughs) I know that's hard to hear sometimes. We've all been there, but that's not God's plan for us. His plan is that he can speak to us in the still small voice and we will hear it and obey. That's his plan. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. (laughs) Verse 26, right? 26, yeah. Same chapter, John 14. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you things 
and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. Not just the words that he spoke to us in the book, red letters, that's all good. We need to be reminded of what Jesus said. But also the Holy Spirit will remind us what Jesus has said to us specifically for our lives. And you need that. I need that. Amen. He'll call up to remembrance once again, words of life he has spoken into us in a season we needed to hear it. And we come back to another season and we need to hear that again. And the Holy Spirit will bring that stuff from the word and inside of us. Amen. That's the Holy Spirit's job. I love it when he reminds me of stuff that I had maybe let slide and he brings it back up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I remember that. I need to, I needed to hear that again. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us. In John uh, 16, 13, he says, However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Do you need to know some things about your future? I mean, I believe you do. I mean, he's not going to tell you everything, but he can give you some good nuggets about what's coming so you know how to prepare, and he'll give you the preparation for it too. He'll say, do this. There's some stuff coming. Do this. Amen. Show us things to come. Thank you, Lord. That's the Holy Spirit working on the inside of us, directing us and helping us and instructing us and showing us things, bringing to our remembrance what the Spirit of God, what Jesus has said to us from the Word and in our hearts. Thank you, Lord. So we can hear from Him. Amen? Absolutely, we can hear from Him. So here's the question. Is God in everything? Is God in... Well, hold on. Is God in everything? I mean, everything that happens in the planet... Is God in everything that happens? Because listen, as believers, we know God created it all. And we can see his glory in his presence everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. In the breath we take, in the heartbeat in our chest, in the morning sunrise, in the birds that chirp, in the, in the sky, in the mountains, in the rivers. Come on, let's just go. Let's just go all, all camp right now. Let's just go out there. Just talking myself into it. But we can see him everywhere. But what we have to ask ourselves is millions of Christians believe that anything and everything that's happening on the planet right now, God's in it all. He's in it all. He's in it all. The wickedness, the evil, somehow, somehow God's in it. We don't understand it, God, but we know you're in it all. It's just not true. There's a lot going on in this earth that God is in, in, in it, not in it at all, like zero, zero. He's not in it at all because we live in a world where there's wickedness, where evil does abound. Amen? So we got to get our heads clear and straight that not everything that happens is God. Amen? That's why we're not to be led by circumstances. We're to be led by the Spirit of God on the inside. That's how we are led. So we've got to figure out how to be led by the Spirit of God. And it doesn't come by binge-watching Netflix. It don't come that way. It doesn't come by being so busy in work or your, or your projects at home that you can't even remember the last time that you cracked the book open. It doesn't come that way. I'm not saying don't be busy. I'm saying give God his time. Yeah. Amen. God is not trying to get our attention through disasters and problems. That is not how he works. He's speaking all the time. The question is, are we tuned in? Because he might be broadcasting on FM and you're over on AM listening to the news. Okay. <laughs> Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. Are you guys okay with that? <laughs>
Don't let this message get past you. I know we've preached on this before. We talk about it frequently. Uh, you may have heard it for decades. But listen to me. When it's revelation on the inside of us, we are never bored with the message. Are you listening to me? It's never old hat. When it's alive on the inside and you hear it again because it's gotten on the inside of you and the revelation of hearing from God is in there, it will come alive again like, a, like you're igniting a fire that's got diesel all over it. It's like, oh yeah, I love this subject. I love hearing from God. I this, is, whew, this is lighting up on the inside of me because this is what we need. This is what, this is what guides me and helps me and strengthens me, right? It's, it's never old hat. Are you hearing me? And so you can tell whether you know the subject or not by how you respond when you hear it again. Because if it's like, what week are we in? Is he in six weeks on this? How long are we going to? You haven't got it yet. Amen? Because when you get it, you cannot get enough. Okay, thank you, Jesus. Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5.15. It says this, see that. You walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. If he's telling us we can understand it, then we can understand it. We can hear from him and know what his will is. Generally for the body of Christ and specifically for believers. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Can you know the will of God for your life? It is not ambiguous. It is not hidden. It is not something that you have to go to Tibet and become a monk to find out what God's will is for your life. And trust me, many people have to try to hear from God. You can get it right here in River City. That is a, a movie for you guys from like the 40s or the 50s, right? Tom knows it. A couple of y'all know it. Right here in River City. Come on now. You can get it right here in Spokane. You can get the will of God for your life in Spokane. Thank you, Lord. In the Young's Literal, that first verse says, See then how exactly you walk, not as unwise, but wise. There's a precision to how we walk as believers that is not ambiguous and undefined. It is, it is something that God can give us clear, specific direction, and we can know that we know this is what he's asking me to do, and I'm doing it. Right. I'm following him. I, with accuracy, he wants us to know what to do. Yeah. Are you guys okay with this? Yeah. And it comes from knowing him. Now, when we talk about precision, I, I like to bring it back to a flying analogy because I like to fly. Are you guys okay with airplane and flying analogies? Yes. Nobody raised their hand. Lord Jesus, help us. I'm going to give you one anyway, right? You got to get on board with me or get off the ship, right? Come on. Flying analogy, right? When you're flying, uh, you are, you're learning. There's some stages where you learn to fly in the clouds. Instrument flight rules. And the reason they teach you this is because when you can't see where you're at, you need to know how to fly by the instruments. And it's called precision, precision. And so they use something called an instrument uh, landing system, which is a precise system that gets you in front of the airport and in front of the runway, right where you need to be when you can't see it. How many of you know that when you come out of the clouds and you're two or 300 feet from the ground doing a couple hundred miles an hour, it would be really nice if the airport was here and not over there. Yeah. Last service, I went, oh, crap. I said crap. I did. I'm sorry. I did. I said it because that's what you would say if you're a Christian and the airport wasn't right here and it was over there. 
Ah! So there's something about having precision that matters in flying so that you can be where you're supposed to be while you can't see when you don't know everything that's going on. But when you, when it, you do come out of the clouds and you can see where you're at, you're right where you're supposed to be. And this comes right back to God leading us and guiding us and getting us on course with precision so then when you can't see all the stuff he can see, when you do pop out of the clouds, you're right where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Yeah. There's a lot of faith in this faith walk. Have you figured that out? Yeah. Where he doesn't tell you everything and it kind of looks cloudy and misty and what are you doing? And, he, and he's speaking softly, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. Stay right here. Stay right. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel, stay right here. Stay right here. You're doing good. This is it. We don't get those instructions unless we have ears to hear, unless we take the time to quiet down long enough to let him speak to our hearts. And we know we're right on course, right on path, right on direction. He's precise. He's not just half halfway in this for you. Like, ah, just get them over Montana. They'll be fine. No, in the clouds, being over a Montana, you've got to know where you're going to land. Just where are you going, Montana? No, we want to know the airport and the direction and all of it. So that when we get there and you come out of the clouds, you're not just over Montana. You're over the airport where you need to be. Amen? Yes. Thank you, Lord. See why I like flying analogies? They just, they just fit so good. <laughs> Revelation 2. Revelation 2. Come on, stay with me. Stay with me. You, you okay? Thank you, Jesus. He's helping us. When the Bible repeats things, it's important. It is not just filler. There's a reason why God says and the Holy Spirit says things more than once. So we get it through our thick heads sometimes. Amen? In Revelation 2, verse 11, after Jesus has given instructions to the church, and he does it over and over right here, verse 11, Jesus says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Go to verse 17, says it again. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Are you hearing me? Are you seeing a pattern? Verse 29, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Come on, we're the church, aren't we? Aren't we? Aren't we? Thank you, Lord. Chapter three, verse six, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He repeats this every time he gives churches instructions because the church needs to listen to what Jesus is saying. And he's not talking about these right here, these wings on the side of your head, right? Some of ours are bigger than others. He's not talking about those. He's talking about the spiritual ears you have on the inside to hear the voice of God and do what he's asked you to do. Are you listening to me? This is important. We got to get this because if we're seeking the audible voice of God, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. We need to seek the inner voice, the spirit-to-spirit communication from the Holy Spirit on the inside and hear what he's saying to us as a whole, as a church, and individually. Amen? I remember a preacher talking about how he was trying to get God to talk to him when he was a teenager. And he's going into the woods and he's crying out and asking God for months, God, talk to me. I'm here. Speak to me. Speak to me. Speak to me. Nothing. Crickets. Finally, just ran out of gas from asking God over several months of ten, taking time to just beg God basically to audibly speak to him in the woods. 
ran out of gas finally. You know, you need to run out of gas sometimes with God and just be quiet for two and a half seconds. Runs out of gas and God speaks to him. He says, I've said a lot to you in the book. Why don't you read the book? And then if I need to add to it for you specifically, I'll let you know. Amen? And so all this whole time he's asking God to speak to him, this is just sitting on the shelf. It was, it was a good word, wasn't it? We got to be in the book. I mean, there's a lot of stuff he'll speak to you through this for your life specifically, and you didn't even expect it, but he did it anyway because of where you're at and where he led you and how you were reading it. Oh, I never saw that before. And then he quickened something to your spirit. Do this. Amen? But you wouldn't have got there had you not been in the book. Amen? This isn't just pages and ink. You realize that, right? I mean, we can duplicate this in mass. It is the number one bestseller ever. I mean, if you could figure out how to copyright this, you would be rich. But you can't do it. It's a Bible. Open source, baby. Come on. But there's life in this. Come on, the world does not see that at all. They see this as a library book. There's life in here. Amen. He's helping us. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Let him hear. Go over to Acts 28. Acts 28. Come on, we got to hear from him. Don't we? Thank you, Lord. Acts 28, verse 26. Now, this is a quote. This is a quote from Isaiah chapter 6. When the Word of God brings Old Testament Scripture into New Testament as a quote, they bring it over. It references back. It's important. When, when anytime He restates in the New Covenant what was said in the Old Covenant, it's important. It transcends covenants. It, it pulls right into the dispensation of the church age that we're living in right now. It's important. Now, this isn't a super rah-rah Scripture, but let's look at it. It says this, Go to this people and say, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand. Seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their, heart, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Come on, they're not blind. They have closed them. Yeah. Lest they should see with their e- eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. This is an admonishment to people that have plugged their ears and closed their eyes to what God is doing and what God wants to speak. And we do that by being distracted with everything else the world has to offer and not coming to him. It's an admonishment to those that seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear because they have stopped their ears, they have closed their eyes. The world can actually look at the creation, the same stuff you and I see in the sun and the moon and the stars and the planets and the and the mountains and the trees and the rocks and the rivers, they can look at the same stuff we see and say, I don't see God. What? Yeah. Are you nuts? Yeah. Do you know how perfect it is that the, that the earth turns at the right speed in the exact right distance from that fireball? Yeah. If we're any closer, we're fried chicken. If we're any farther away, we're frozen chicken. <laughs> Do you understand this? I mean, it's, it's so precise. Yes, yes. It's so exact. And they say, uh, I don't know. Uh, 
I mean, this is what they're doing. And it's an admonishment to them. Wake up. There will be no excuse when people stand before God and have said there is no God. When they're standing before him going, uh, whatever you want to say there, right? Crud. I'll, I'll G it up from PG earlier, right? There would be no excuse. He said, I express myself in the sun and the moon and the stars. I express myself in the river and the mountains and the trees and the birds. I express myself in every breath you took. Here I am. Come on now. Our job is to help wake people up that God is real and Jesus is Lord and you can know him too. But then to not be Christians that know Jesus but don't hear his voice, that stop listening, that plug our ears and close our eyes and just, I'm just doing, I'm doing what I'm doing. And then if God wants to speak to me, he'll let me know. That's not how he works. You got to go to him. Draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. Yay? I picked this up earlier in the first service. I believe it bears repeating for a second. We got to be careful as Christians to not get stuck in a routine of life where we're not movable because it's comfortable. That's jobs. That's relationships. That's the place where you live. Just not being willing to move to change. I like it here. Do you know what I mean? And yet he's, he's talking and speaking and trying to direct to get you to good places. And you're wanting to camp out and homestead in the valley of the shadow of death. And he's trying to get you out of there but I like it here. I got friends. I got job. I got like the house. Maybe he wants you in a different house. Maybe same town, different house. Maybe different job. Maybe. I think it's real easy when we're comfortable in good jobs, good, good things, good places to just get, okay, I, this is what I worked for. This is what I studied for. This is what I went to school for. I'm just going to do this until I die. And yet God's trying to say, you know what? I got another idea. Maybe you should explore it. I don't know. <laughs> How crazy is that to follow the God that knows everything about everything yes. to shake up your plan? Yes. I was never moving back to Spokane. Grew up there, saw it all. Let's go somewhere else. I like adventure. Brought me back here. Realized I had not seen everything I thought I saw. It's great here. Thank you, Lord. We got to be willing to do what he says, even if it shakes up our plan, because we will stand before him. And the time is short. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. He is good. Even when he smacks us around a little bit. Ouch. Ow. Ow. (laughs) Got to have it. Got to have it. I mean, if he's not stretching you at all, what are you doing? There's nothing we're thinking about, praying about, listening to, stretching on. Nothing? Nothing? Better check your heart, tell you right now. You ever uh, been somewhere else from, from your hometown? You traveled somewhere outside of the normal, you know, a couple hours away, two, three hours away, and you turn your radio on because you want to hear your station. Anybody got your, your stations programmed? 
you guys just don't like to raise your hands. Is that what it is? We live in a, we're in a hands-raising church. Jesus, and then I ask you a question, you'll be like, mm-hmm. So let's just talk about me then, okay? Just me. You turn your radio on and you flip it to your station or whatever, and it's static or it's Hispanic music, right? Riva! I'm like, that is not my station. And it's not because your station isn't broadcasting back home. It's because you are outside of the source. Never once have I thought, they must not be broadcasting on this station anymore. I mean, I'm in Montana. I should be getting Spokane Radio. Why aren't they broadcasting? Maybe they're wrong. Never once have I thought that. You automatically assume you're just out of out of range. Why do we do this with God? He's not talking to me. I don't hear him speaking. I just got static. What's happening? You might be out of range. You know how you fix that? You drive back to the source. And then it starts coming in again. And it gets better and better and better the closer you what? I mean, the best signal you get is right at the base of the tower. Where do you want to be? Come on, you want to be close to the source, don't you? I mean, this is no brainer to us in the natural. Why is this hard in the spiritual? I mean, if we want to hear from God, we just get close to him. He promised he'd draw near to us. Stop blaming God for you not receiving. You're on the wrong band. You're outside of the range. You got to you got to get close to the source and you got to be on the right channel. Yes. Amen? Yes. This is really basic stuff that when we present it like this, it's like, oh, yeah, I've been on the wrong channel. I, I've been on the wrong town. Yeah. I've, been, I've, been, I've been away from the source. Like, I just got to get closer to him and it'll start coming in clearer yeah. and clearer and clearer. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So he's speaking and it's, it's never on the broadcast side. We, we are never having trouble hearing from God on the broadcast side. Yes. It's on the receiving side that we got to fine tune and tweak. Amen? Yes. Is that too hard? No. Okay, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> there, are, there are things that God wants to say to us that are hidden from others that he wants to speak to us. At the same time in this earth, there are things that God is hiding and revealing. Did you know that? To some people, the things are hidden from them. There are truths of this world and of, of the spiritual world that we live in as well. There are truths that are hidden from those that don't believe. Amen? Amen. But at the same time, there are, those same truths are revealed to the sons and daughters of God. So at the same time, God is hiding and revealing himself in the earth depending on what group you're putting yourself into. The world is putting themselves into the group that doesn't hear and is, does not see truth because they're rejecting Jesus. Everybody say, that's not me. That's not We're me. in the group that we said yes to Jesus and now he's, yes. he's bringing truth and light and understanding. Yes. Come on, when you follow him and follow his word and listen to his voice, the Holy Spirit is a genius yes. and he will make you look smart. Smart, 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 smart. You can have somebody that has zero education, can barely read and write, but they'll follow the Holy Ghost and they'll put to shame geniuses by the world standard because what God can reveal to someone through the word of God. Amen? 
you and I are all in a place where God can make us look smarter than we are right now where we're at. He wants to reveal truth to us and show us things that are hidden from the world and revealed to us because we're sons and daughters of God. And you need to have that information so that you can do what he's called you to do. You need to have it so that you can operate in this life until Jesus comes back for us with authority and with victory and with success and power. You need to have it. You need to know these things. And it only comes by getting closer to the source, coming back into the source, tuning back into him. Amen? Amen. That's how we get there. Right? Now, I believe all of us have a sense of how to hear from God in some way, shape, or form. I believe all of us have heard God in some way in our lives. What we do as believers is we go back to those times and places where we've heard from God and we build from there and get better at it. You go back to the faithfulness of God and you feed on it. I've heard, I heard you here. I heard you here. I know I heard you here. And build on that and watch him talk to you more. Spend time thinking and meditating on him when he spoke to you before, when you heard something from him, even if it was little, even if it was small, it was tiny. You just, you had an impression, you had a suggestion in your heart, you were to do something and you did it and it worked. Go back to that. I know how to hear his voice. I've heard it before. I'm gonna get better at hearing it. I'm gonna get better at obeying and I'm gonna tune in and I'm gonna get closer to him so I can hear and I can hear and I can hear. And, and then we're just, we're just flying through because we keep hearing from him and he keeps telling us what to do and he keeps showing us the way and showing us how to pray and showing us how to speak in the situations and showing us where to go in the word. Amen? Yes. We all can get there in short order if we'll just get closer to the source. Amen? Are you with me on that? Come on, there's no better time to serve Jesus than right now. There's no better time. He's helping us, right? Somebody's getting an amber alert right now. There's no better time to follow Jesus and to hear from him than right this moment. Amen? Thank you, Lord. So let's just do it. Amen? All right. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Everybody safe? Okay. Thank you for joining us today. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, we want to chat with you and help you in your walk with God. We invite you to connect with us at wcspokane.com slash connect, and someone from our team will be in touch with you. You can also hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any new content in the future. Thanks again for joining us, and remember, Jesus is coming soon.